Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This is Dominic Burns, the Director of Allies. Hi, I'm Eric England, the Director of Contracted. Hi, I'm Dave Amalou, the Writer, Director of The Asian. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, Writer, Director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, everybody. This is Mo Ali, the director of Montana. Hey, guys. This is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. The From Page to Screen movie Hey, man. Hey, I'm wondering if I'm having issues with my headphone again. It was working just earlier this morning. Yeah, me too. I was wondering, well, I've got my headphones on, and are you coming out of my speaker? Because that's because my headphones were not plugged in. So, now they are. <laughs> yep, hold on, let me, um, now do Yep, hello. Oh, you're very, 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 very quiet. No way, really? You are. Are you allowed again? Yay! Yeah, man. Well, it's uh, all through the uh, laptop. So let me plug it's it. It's the uh, it's the week of technology glitches. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, man. It either works or curses you. You know. I did one yesterday where I've been looking forward to speaking to this actor, a guy called Scott Williams from the UK. Yeah. Uh, he played a beetle. And have you ever seen a film called Backbeat? No. Which you should we should watch. He played one of the Beatles. He played Pete Best. No. <laughs> and he's been in a whole host of stuff. Yeah. And I've met the guy, but we've never podcasted. And I managed to set this podcast up. Right. And his Skype wouldn't work. So he said, can we do it by FaceTime? And I went, well, I don't have the software or whatever to record FaceTime. Right. Um, but, but my Android phone has software that will record the conversations. Like, brilliant. Here's my number. Give me a call. Right. We ch- <laughs> chatted for an hour. Right. It was great. It was perfect. It was smooth as everything. <laughs> Took the file off. I'm like, why is that only half an hour long? <laughs> and it just stopped halfway through. Oh, no. So I then had to sit and listen to it all again in <laughs> the same day. Uh-huh. Make notes of all the topics we covered. Right. Make notes of the ones that I remembered we talked about but weren't in the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then somehow remember all the stuff that he said. Right. And then just record this slapdash outro going and this is what we carried on talking about yeah. and then uh hopefully it sort of salvaged something out of this uh right. this podcast so yeah it's definitely a week of technology it, it is man i tried something new on monday and hopefully uh everything is sounding fine now i'm using the uh earbuds from my phone and um mm. but the uh we were iced in on monday so we couldn't jake couldn't come over for uh the podcast so um eric jones joined us via skype so it was the two of them and me and I decided to record myself on the Zoom just to have some sort of clarity, although um, they don't sound all that bad. But every so often it goes very robotic. I guess that's the dip at the, uh, you know, their connection speed or whatever. So, but Do you not think, I mean, Jake couldn't make it over. Do you not think that's a bit unprofessional that he couldn't make it? I mean, has he never heard of Huskies? <laughs> 
or, or flamethrowers, perhaps if it's like icy and stuff. I'm sure there must there must have been a, a way. That, you didn't put it this way. When you watch Terminator, you don't see the liquid one going. I can't get through that. Right. The, the prison bars. He finds a way through it. So I'm pretty it, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least he, you know, he missed a whole show of yours. Usually, he shows up on mine and then just bails halfway right. through. So, you know, I suppose there's a little bit different. It was there. it was a funny phenomenon that happened though. It was like at one point Jake said that he needed to um, go get some coffee, right? So I was assuming the coffee was ready. He was going to go in there and come right back, and then we were going to start the second podcast, right? And um, so Eric and I, while he was gone, Eric and I were going to – we just started talking about, you know, collecting action figures and collectible bobbleheads and all that stuff. And anyway, Jake came back, and he was so enjoying it. He didn't let us know he was back. If I had known we were going to talk 15 to 20 minutes, just me and Eric about uh, collecting things and our, you know, where that uh, interest or passion came from, I would have recorded it. It would have been like a little mini-sode, you know? But anyway, and then, but it's, as Jake said, it's, it, you know, we didn't realize he was back because he was so quiet, and that never happened, so. <laughs> there should be a way to just record every single conversation, but then you'd, do you really want to edit? Oh, I know. 12 hours of conversation down to a 90-minute show or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like um, the Google Glass or whatever. I mean, can you imagine recording your life in 24-hour spurts and then you want to go back through and edit all that? That's just uh, – that's more than I would want to do. Well, what you do then is you get a blind person to edit it. Right. <laughs> because through their Google, they won't have any. I mean, I, I don't know how that would work because they wouldn't be going, oh, that's a good visual. So I guess I've just kind of come up with a really stupid <laughs> idea. But, you know, they could do the audio part, I suppose. Well, they wouldn't be afraid of cutting anything that was, you know, like, it'd be, oh, this is a cool angle. This is a cool angle. Ooh, the sun looks great. They would just be like, yeah, that's boring. You're not saying anything important. So they would chop it completely different. So No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on that note, um, a couple of random questions. Yeah, um, we use libraries here, public libraries. We use. Do you use them a lot in America? Or are they a thing of the past? Uh, Has everybody gone Kindle? You know, I think people still use the library. I think overall, our local library, especially during the winter months, is where the homeless go to get warm. So, <laughs> I think that's that. wow. but um, which I'm I'm glad for them, whatever. But you know, they yeah. hang out and surf the web on their free computers and whatever else. So, but um, you know, unless it's just something I cannot find online or for the Kindle, um, the, I mean, but I probably visit the library once every three to four years, if that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How about over there? I mean, is it a cool. popular place? It kind of is. I mean, Annette uses it. She's on her. Um, she was a bit upset with herself this morning because she's only read six books this year, and I'm like, you do realize it's not even end of January yet. <laughs> um, yeah. I I've started my first book of the year, so it's a, the biography of Burt Reynolds, which is pretty good. Oh, that's. Uh, but I'll read maybe two, three books a year if I'm lucky. But like, she hammers through them, so she she uh, yeah she uses the library but there's no real reason to use the library because she's got thousands of books on a kindle right. and lots and lots of books on bookshelves that she's not read but she's still very passionate about using libraries so yeah. but a lot of them are closing over here so yeah i'm uh, sure I, I mean like as the cities um you know ponder how to save money that's probably a very good way to do it yeah exactly because if people don't use it yeah. then yeah. what's the point in having it really yeah and you know i think uh back even 10 years ago, um, they would take school kids over there, especially preschool kids, and they would sit around while someone who, you know, read with enthusiasm or, you know, could do the character voices and stuff. Uh, they would entertain them, especially during the summer. But, you know, hell, there's YouTube now. 
sadly, everything you need is online, right? You know, and um, including like, hey, I can't find this uh, rare book. Hey, bet there's a PDF on some pirate site. You can just download it and read it on your Kindle. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, man. It's a different day and age. I was um, chatting on Twitter last night about films and stuff that I've watched, which I often do. Right. And um, <laughs> somebody messaged me saying, oh, is, are there any good websites to watch films on? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, there are. There are Netflix and there is Amazon <laughs> Prime. <laughs> and she came back with, yes, but you have to pay for those, don't you? I went, yes, but it's not expensive. Right. So there you go. And she went, are there any free ones? I went, uh, like so YouTube or whatever. Yeah. She's like, no, no, where I can download movies for free. Right. And I'm like, you mean illegal piracy sites? Um, don't know anything. Right. Thank you very much. She's like, okay. <laughs> well, now, people are so blatant with their... Um, oh, yeah. With it. Well, and you sent me a link. I can't remember exactly when, or maybe I just saw it online or something. But um, on your website, you now have it set up where you can watch some free movies, right? Yeah, and I, I changed that. I just manually put it in. Yeah, so any trailers or behind-the-scenes things. And it does link to whatever. So if you've got something on your YouTube thing, any hits that go through that will go to your YouTube. So it's just literally pointing to your nice. website and stuff. But I like to sort of change it. I don't work on that as much as I should do because I always forget the pages there and I'm like, oh, I've not put it in there for a little while. But um, it's just a way to showcase a lot of the small indie films. So I've got short films on there. Right. And October I filled it with horror films. Yeah. And then another month I'll fill it with British films and just all these free things that I can find and kind of like showcasing bits and pieces. So Yeah. yeah. Very cool. That is quite a good idea. Yeah. That is not too bad. Uh, What was the other question I had? Uh, I'm in New York on Monday. So I'm setting up for New York. Oh, that is awesome, man. Hopefully the snow's gone a little bit. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I haven't been paying any attention to, uh, you know, what the temperature is like up there. But, you know, we're completely thawed out. Everything has melted and gone down the drain. So that's nice for us. But I like uh, some when Eric, who lives up in Philadelphia, which is, I guess, about halfway between here and there, probably a little closer to New York. They had 24 inches of snow. We only had probably five tops. So I, I'm assuming they've kind of thought out, but I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of uh, snow and stuff to go away. And then we're getting the tail end of it in the UK, but we get the rain bit. Oh, really? So <laughs> the storm passes over the Atlantic, and by the time it gets here, it's rain. <laughs> Which is no so big surprise for you, right? Uh, no, I mean, we, Annette and I moved back up to where we are in August, and all it seems to have done is just rain. Yeah constantly to the point where Annette's down with with the flu oh um I've just got over a cold yeah but yeah when we lived further south in the UK mm-hmm. it was sunny all the time we, we were never ill yeah you know not a cold nothing up here wet climate horrible we're dying all the time <laughs> well I mean too there's the psychological side of it uh when we were doing the movie where we were shooting in a prison and I mean, like when we shot the investor trailer, which went without a hitch, there was bright sun and every um, every cell block we could just peruse whatever we wanted to do because everything was well lit. Right. And then once we started production, I think we had one day of sun. And then after that, it was all rain. 
And so everything was very blue. There was not enough light to shoot without setting up lights outside. So we had like a tarp to keep them dry. But there was one cell block where we had nice warm uh, light in and people would go and, you know, to gather their food. And then they would go to the cell block because that was the only place that looked like sun and happiness. And uh, so we I think we all naturally gravitate towards that because, man, the having everything gray for so long, man, that's, it, it takes a toll on me anyway. I'm just like, damn, I, I need some sun. I need something to uh, make me want to go outside and, and do something productive. Certainly do. It's like, you know, Annette and I are ready for a holiday. Um, we're going to New York, which I'm sure is lovely, but I'm not expecting sun. We've got hats, gloves, scarves, jumpers, oh, everything yeah. packed. That's good. Uh, <laughs> you know, shoes with grips, all sorts of right. stuff. Looking forward to it, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be sunny. Yeah. Well, look at it this way. By the time you get up there, probably all the snow that's left behind will not be white. It'll all be like uh, dingy gray black. So, yeah. It'd be like just being back in the UK. That's right. <laughs> Um, and then it's only probably a couple of months or so till San Diego. I've had my press clearance nice. for San Diego, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. San Diego Comic Con should be a fun. Um, I'm shooting a little bit more of my documentary film tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. uh, just some easy stuff, yeah. um, which I'm doing in my house. Um, and then mentally trying to work out how the hell to fill, film uh, San Diego Comic Con. I really want to do some long camera shots. Yeah. So I'm pondering doing one, going in and just running it for as long as possible. <laughs> just, just, you know, one continuous shot on one day to let, so you can see exactly what it's like, yeah. uh, chaotic and stuff. So I might just do that as an experiment for one day. So. Well, yeah, you, you have an Android phone, and surely there's something called Hyperlapse, um, an app for your phone. Check it out, because Hyperlapse, if you wanted to do a really long shot that was more or less time-lapse, but you're actually walking with it, and this thing will smooth everything out, and um, then once you're through with, uh, you know, your point A to point B, um, then you dictate what speed, and it'll show you how long it will be at certain, um, you know, speeds and stuff like that, and then um, it'll create the file for you. But it, it's a cool oh, thing. I've, I've gone down the road numerous times and uh, put my cradle, uh, my phone cradle on reverse and just recorded myself going down the road. It's really pretty cool. I shall check out Hyperlapse. Yeah. So you get your selfie stick like 12 feet in the air and then you're walking. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, isn't that one of the worst inventions ever? Yeah. A selfie stick. <laughs> well, you know, they're outlawed at Disney because evidently people were on the monorail or, or train and then they're pissed off that their selfie stick and their phone were like broken and shattered and left behind. <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's, you know, keep arms and legs inside. That also means selfie sticks, you know? Well, it doesn't say selfie sticks. It should say. <laughs> Selfie sticks. It only says arms and legs. Right. <laughs> and some people need that extra. It's like, and I know I've I've said this at least on. Uh, I think I've said it on your show before. But I go back to that uh, the chainsaw box, and on the disclaimer, one of the things it says, "Do not stop chain with genitalia." As someone, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, wonder if I can do that, Delbert. I don't know. Try it. <clears throat> you know, it's just that's a horror movie, man. <laughs> it is. Yep, I don't know what you would call it, but yeah, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of those really sad YouTube videos. Which, speaking of wow. YouTube, I see that they have the service now where, um, you know, like for a fee, you can skip all the ads. And there's already ad blockers, so how is that working for YouTube? <laughs> it's not, is Because, it? <laughs> you know, it's like I, I have ad blocker on my laptop, and I have to – you know, like on uh, Hulu, I have it set so that, you know, I will allow commercials, right? Because I'm not going to pay the extra amount to not have commercials. 
And, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, so, I mean, it, I, I don't know how, uh, YouTube is going to address that, but yeah, I, I just didn't see the point in paying for what I already had. So it's crazy. People get so annoyed by adverts, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's, I get it yeah. on network TV. Mm-hmm. I've said network television, especially <laughs> in America. My God, there's more adverts than programs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the UK, we probably have maybe three, four advert breaks in an hour. Yeah. That's in the States. I think it's probably about eight. Oh, <laughs> it's like, and, what? Just nonstop adverts. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I watch everything on Hulu. I don't watch anything broadcast. And, um, I think most of the CW shows that I really enjoy, like The Flash and Arrow and then Legends of Tomorrow is really good if you haven't seen it. Um, oh, yeah. and, but there's usually one commercial in each break, which is not bad. But then some of the other shows that I watch, um, it just, I mean, like it, it can be three or four, ep, uh, uh, commercials and one break, which just gets tedious. You know, I, I, I want to watch my show, but you know, that's the payment for it. So. So I'm looking forward to, uh, just in the evenings in New York, watching some of the U S shows. Yeah. We have this little list of things that we're going to do, yeah. and it's like go to a New York bar because you know why not? We're not big drinkers anyway, so it's a case of well, let's just go do right. that. do something a little bit different. <laughs> uh, obviously, go out to Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash. Right. There's a movie location tour that goes around New York, so that might be kind of cool. Yeah, um, and then just you know go see the F.W. Schwartz where they filmed the thing big. But unfortunately, there's no keyboard there to Actually, to look at. My um, friend said that it's uh, closed. Really? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So you can go to the storefront, and I think there's still a uh, big teddy bear out there with a couple of, like, statue boxes or packages. So, you know, wow. you guys can find well, no, I'll, that. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take loads of video and loads of still images and stuff, so there'll be a rather pathetic looking, this is where the toy store, right. the toy store <laughs> used to be. That's right. <laughs> but now it's gone. Yeah. Now, the one thing that uh, my friend Hannah would probably suggest you work on is the, your blinders. So that you ignore all the people trying to sell you stuff on the, yeah. like the, I mean, like the, she said there were so many vendors and she said she didn't mind some of them saying, Hey, would you like to look at this? It's almost like we have, um, I guess you guys have malls over there, but it's like over here we have malls and there's these little cart like boxes things that are in the center of the walkway, right? So you can walk easily to either side, but you have these vendors in the middle and they are just like uh circus performers or or barkers. They're just like, hey, 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 hey. And nah, man, I'm not interested. So I've worked on my stare where I do not make eye contact, and if I do, it is like I will kill you. And then they stop. It's awesome. So you may want to work on that a little bit so you can enjoy the uh the streets of New York a little bit better. The one to sort of do that with, and we used to do it in that like Egypt and stuff, because Egypt's pretty bad for people going, yeah. hello, and you turn, you turn around, because right. you go, oh, an English voice, and then <laughs> they've got you, then they'll just harass you. <laughs> um, right. Don't wear anything that's got English logos on it, or any English, you know, right. English words, because um, that way they can't, you know, don't wear a Manchester United t-shirt, <laughs> for example. Um, <laughs> right. And just pretend that you are a foreigner i.e. you know you're german or austrian you don't speak english so when people are going hello you don't know you don't know what that word means so you don't turn around so you just (laughs) pretend to be ignorant that's one of the sort of ways that we do it we just kind of ignore i guess you could wear t-shirts that only have elvish on them and really confuse them right (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly that may work yeah Uh, but it'll be fun so we're going away for a week yeah Uh, uh, if i could get you to hold on for just one second yes hey what's up man Indeed. This is where I could actually put in uh, a little bit of a commercial Dude, you can surprise break. us. Hmm. What can I advertise? I could advertise um, Waxing Cinematic, which is 
John's other podcast. Awesome. Where he and Jake Almond, who never shows up to a podcast, <laughs> um, talk about movies. Um, hopefully I'm speaking quiet enough that John can't hear me. Nope, I'm actually back. Distracted but I was entertained. His so telephone I, I understand what um, Jake was going through. I, I do too. <laughs> I get it. Inter- Jake, entertainment, what were you man. going to do? <laughs> Poor old Jake. We may start a fundraiser for Jake <laughs> to get over the trauma of having to go out in the snow. Possibly. Um, <laughs> And all this waffling has just saved me from doing a little bit of editing later on. <laughs> and obviously to try and keep everybody entertained. Uh, you know what was funny was when... Um, just earwig, John. <laughs> you know I'm back, right? Or have I lost... Oh, yeah. I didn't know you were back. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just waffling away yeah, and cool, um, chatting away. <laughs> I'm like, saves me from doing some editing. <laughs> Yep. And you were a little bit quieter than you were before you went away, so I figured you were still on the telephone. Oh, call. no. So, uh-uh. that was actually, and we're back. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually uh, Cameron um, asking if I wanted anything from some sort of like uh, alcohol world or whatever. It's like where you can get a lot of beer and stuff. So very unique beer. So I was going to ask what alcohol world sold. <laughs> I thought, bit cryptic, that name. <laughs> what do they sell? <laughs> it's not like the ABC store. As a kid, I always wanted to go by and, and pick up some letters, you know? And mom's yeah. like, no, that's the ABC store. I'm like, yeah, but it has the, the Wonder Bread dots on it, multicolors and stuff. So I wanted to go to the CIA shop, but nobody would tell me where that was, and they wouldn't even admit of its existence. <laughs> so, you know, right. damn them. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Anyway, we could have a little bit of a catch up, find out what you've been watching, and you know various bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been up to. Um, you know, when with all the snow and everything, I was really doing um, uh, watching a lot of movies and TV, and we pretty much had uh, most of the kids over. I mean, like any of the kids that were local. Uh, they were, you know, they figured this was the better place to be. So um, that we had extra kids and stuff. So that was kind of fun. And, uh, you know, there was probably about an hour on the best snow day, but it was also the coldest and had a lot of wind and stuff. So uh, Kate and I stayed out for about an hour and um, I took some pictures as she was sledding around. So um, but overall, man, we just watched a lot of um, of movies and TV and stuff. So. Um, and so have you seen the new suicide trailer? Suicide. I saw the one I think came out a couple of weeks ago, which was done to the queen song. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of new. Michelle's been wanting to see that for quite some time. And that was the one that finally convinced me that I think it could be fun. Cause I think Kevin Smith said, this is DC's answer to, uh, gardens of the galaxy, you know? And so I kind of get it. I, I hope they can pull it off. Cause I'm a big guardians fan. So, so yeah um but uh have you seen the martian no i have that downstairs in this crazy backlog of films to watch but yeah uh, what's your thoughts uh awesome i really didn't know what to expect because i mean pretty much it's you know the trailer tells it all it's like oops we thought he was dead we left him behind we've got to figure out how to collect him before he dies because he's stranded on mars and uh but his character is such a optimistic uh kind of uh, creative guy, he's a botanist, so he figures out how he's going to survive, and he just refuses to give up, and everybody rallies behind him, and so it was, it was, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. It probably would have been a lot higher on my list of last year's movies if I had just watched it last year. Do you think it deserved the Golden Globe for Best Comedy? <laughs> did, did it re- See, it's funny. I yeah. don't keep up with the awards. It's kind of, you yeah. know, it's 
and I know we're going to talk about the Oscars eventually uh, in this podcast, but I don't keep up with it. I, I, th- I feel like it's all so political um, that I don't know really who who you know which award is actually justified. I mean, there's some really funny moments, but there's very intense moments, which I that's always been a um, a good balance for me. Uh, watching a movie is to have a lot of humor, but yet, you know, still you're on the edge of his seat because it's kind of like, hey, relax now, get scared, you know. So, yeah, man, it was just a fun ride. It, uh, Michelle and I watched it with Abby. And so, you know, she's 14. So the fact that she enjoyed it as much as Michelle and I did you know, kind of speaks for the movie. But as far as it being a comedy, eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the sort of farcical nature of the, the Golden Globes. Um, <laughs> Because it was it was in the category musical or comedy, um, and it won for best musical or comedy. And even Matt Damon got up and collected the, the awards, and he's like, um, yeah. "Thank you for this comedy award." Um, okay, so they were a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. The Golden Globes were kind of a mess. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, no, not as messy as the Oscars. Though. Oh my gosh! God. Well, well, the Oscar race has now been divided into two categories. There's the Oscar Black and, and the race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, a very big mess. Uh, but uh, yeah, going back to what I've been doing, and it sounds sad that, I mean, we watch this many movies instead of doing anything else. I mean, like, you know, I have been working. I have been doing uh, – I have gotten into using this uh, one Adobe uh, app for the iPad called Adobe Sketch, and I'll actually do mock-ups on there. And you have a, a, a relatively wide array of different media, and I have a little stylus, and so it's – Almost, I mean, like to me, it's even better than uh, doing it on paper just because once I'm done, then I can crop it and then send it on to my client for approval before I do a bunch of Photoshop work or whatever. So, um, but anyway, so it's not like I haven't been busy, but on there, I have, I have watched so many movies lately. And um, have you checked out The Voices, Ryan Reynolds? Oh, good film. <laughs> See, some people don't like that film, but I like it just because it's mental. It's, I, I, you don't watch the voices and go, oh, this is just the same as, because I don't think I've ever seen it and it's the same as. It's nuts. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I think that maybe this is what Kevin Smith tried to do with Tusk, and it didn't really work out quite so well. Um, and I mean, like, Ian loves Tusk. I'm one of those that just was like, man, I don't know how to take this, because it's so disturbing, and, and yet, but yet, uh, you know, the voices... It gets disturbing, and it almost reminded me a little bit of Psycho, you know, where it start falling apart, and you know. But uh, some of the comments between the cat and the dog and Ryan Reynolds' character, man, it's hilarious. It's a film. I mean, a lot of people liked it, but then I did hear a lot of people putting it on their worst film of the the year sort of list. I'm like, come on! It was really creative. You know, the only problem I had with it, there was one shot that was obviously. Uh, shot during the day for night, and they just tried to make it look like night. And then suddenly we jump cut to them driving up um, right right after something else has happened, and it actually is night. So on the technical end of things, I was like, I even commented to Michelle, I'm like, what what the hell is this? And Michelle's like, it's a movie, it's okay, calm down. So anyway, you know, but I mean, other than that, I enjoyed it all the way through, and that didn't hinder my enjoyment. But if there was one little splinter on this finely, uh, you know, uh, crafted, uh, whatever, uh, you know, 
whatever you want to craft out of wood for enjoyment. Now I'm derailing things, but anyway, <laughs> but it, I thought it was a great movie and I've suggested it to numerous people and tweeted about it. And yeah, in fact, I think we finished watching it like 2 a.m. And I was texting Jake going, dude, you've got to watch this now. And uh, of course there was no reply. So I guess he was actually asleep. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But no, it's good. Yeah. It's weird. It's different. Yeah. And did, did you stick around for the whole uh, closing credit sequence? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, which, you know, it's bonkers. And that kind of reminds you that it is bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, you know, in his final moments and there's Jesus and they're all dancing around. And that was, it was hilarious. And Michelle laughed and laughed and laughed. Cause it's, she and I have very similar senses of, uh, you know, like humor as well as, you know, what kind of movies we like and stuff. But if, if, if one of us is more conservative than the other, it's definitely, uh, Michelle, but God, that was just hilarious. And she laughed her ass off too. So really. Can you good. imagine the, um, look, Mr. Studio, we're going to need an extra couple of hundred thousand because we want to shoot this sequence. What sequence? Are, well, we've got Jesus in there <laughs> and it's a dance. What? <laughs> oh, and they were doing the synchronized swimming, laying flat on their back. Man, that was hilarious. And the song was really good, too, you know? Yeah, it was catchy. Yeah. <laughs> so it was uh, yeah, just definitely one of the weirdest films I've seen for quite a while. <laughs> but highly recommended. Uh, oh, hell yes. And then uh, uh, Throwback is the King's Speech. I guess you've seen that, right? Yeah, I've seen that one. I watched that, I think, last year. Oh, really? So I was a little bit, little bit behind on the... Um, on the train for that one. But you still crossed that finish line before I did, because uh, yes. we just watched it last week. But it was really good. <laughs> Michelle was like, no, you've got to see it. It's an excellent movie, and it's based on you know real facts or real whatever. And um, So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Have you ever seen the movie regarding Henry? Talking about going oh, further into the Oh, yes. So Harrison Ford gets shot in the head. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's a dick, and then he's not a dick. Um, so. <laughs> And then Annette Benning, God, she is so hot. So, um, but anyway, and then what was funny was there was one shot. This is right before Harrison Ford decides to, uh, you know, like go out for a walkabout. His wife is gone and um, out shopping or something, and the maid is supposed to be looking after him, right? Or a housekeeper. Uh, I try to be politically correct. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, and there's this kid that's in the doorway, right? And um, that's J.J. Abrams. The delivery boy. It is. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, he, he wrote the film. No, he didn't, did he, really? He, yep, yep. He was credited as Jeffrey Abrams back then, so at least we know what one of the J's stands for. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one of his early films, J.J. Abrams wow. movies. Wow, so he just yep. worked his little cameo self in there, huh? Yeah, and I, I don't know whether there was any lens flares in there, but I suppose <laughs> technically he didn't direct it. Right, so right. Maybe he could get him in. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I I don't even remember seeing stars when um, when Harrison Ford got shot in the head by um, uh, Leguizamo. So, yeah, man. <laughs> it's funny seeing these different actors that we see all the time now. And they're early, you know, it's like a little bit part, you know, just where they got started. Or maybe this was a big enough deal. Everybody was like, no, I'll even be, you know, like dude in the corner. You know, I just want to be a part of this. So well, I'm going to give like, have you seen Star Wars? Haven't you? Yeah. I'm going to give like a 10 second spoiler for Star Wars. Okay. So when I go spoiler, then anybody who doesn't want to know, rip your headphones off right. or whatever. But <laughs> uh, so, yes, spoiler. J.J. Yeah. Abrahams wrote regarding Henry. Harrison Ford got shot. Um, he also wrote Star Wars The Force Awakens or whatever, didn't he? Right. So maybe he doesn't like them. <laughs> anyway, yep. And we come back again. <laughs> All is safe in the world. Did you read where, um, Kevin Smith did the voice for one of the stormtroopers and he was so excited to be a part of the uh, The Force Awakens? 
I did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> everybody apart that Simon Dude, Pegg, yep. Daniel Craig, yeah. Kevin Smith. No, Were you in there? Really? I was in there. Yeah, I was, man, I wish I was yeah. there. Dude, I, I was the one who. Yeah. Did yeah. Did you see the story about the guy? Um, I don't know whether he's a British actor or an American actor, but he was an actor, and he was running around. He was telling everybody for ages he was the stormtrooper that was having a fight with um, with Finn. <laughs> right. Do you know the sort of big battle? Yeah. He's like, that's me. That's me. And he was he was you know going to conventions oh. and make, making a few quid off it. Right. Wasn't him. <laughs> he was just pretending to be him because so I think Lucasfilm came out and went actually it's not you it's him right. uh, he played him so he made himself look like a bit of a tit there you go or a twat right yes exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's like I remember this uh, this was gosh man this is this has been a while back but there was a friend who was trying to get this movie going right and um, actually it was a group of friends and they had hired this great director and I'm like well what's he done Oh, he directed uh, most of Van Halen's music videos. And I was like, really? How do you know that? Because he said so. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> so anyway. He didn't do that. It was me. Hell, it's right. I, that's, uh. That was exactly the email that I responded. I'm like, because I did. Prove me wrong. And they were like, oh, shit, we can't. Exactly. So... <laughs> So, I always think, you know, you could rock up at one of these conventions and go, I was Stormtrooper number 12, <laughs> turn a gen. $25, please, uh, for an autograph. Yeah. Nobody'd know. They really wouldn't. And then, you know, there's, um, oh, I can't remember the uh, the um, company that is making the brand new Shadow Trooper or whatever you call the uh, the latest armor. And they make an entire suit, right? And then you, uh, so technically you could walk in and say, hey, you know what? This is screen news. This is what I wore in the movie. You know, ask me questions about JJ and everybody, you know, and potentially get away with it. So, yeah. I mean, did you not find JJ? He was just one of the nicest guys. Yeah. He was, you know, on that day when he bought us lunch, it was amazing. <laughs> he didn't have to do that, but he, he really such did. a nice guy. Well, like you know, he JJ. did say cut down on, you don't want to get too gassy, so cut, quit eating the beans because there's not a lot of room in that uh, Stormtrooper armor. <laughs> so. <laughs> Once a helmet goes on, it ain't coming off. Right. Yep. <laughs> That's right. That's what Phasma said anyway. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. And she will be back for episode eight. So that's yeah, great. man. I would. I mean, like, what I need to do is try to figure out. Of course, I'll take a sponsor, whatever. I mean, like uh, the um, the pod, the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, uh, Rod and Karen. They have like Adam and Eve and all these erotic whatever. I mean, like you know. Anyway, that's their sponsors. I want some, the, someone who makes those uh, the Stormtrooper helmets, new or old. I really don't care. I want someone to send me one of those, and they could be a sponsor for three months or six months. I don't care, man. Send me something cool. Send me some cool swag, you know? Well, I've seen your, your video broadcast. I mean, your show goes out on audio, so maybe right. a visual thing for the audio, but you'd be right. talking about it, so that kind of works for that. Oh, yeah. But you've got things on your wall. Right. Next to the TV screen that right. people are watching when they're in the, watching the stream and stuff. So right. if they send you like a Stormtrooper helmet or whatever, some yeah. cool swag, yeah. there you go. We will put that on my wall for a month. Oh, you know what? So I, would actually, I would actually create a Lazy Susan, motorized Lazy Susan. You have those over there, right? Where you sit on the table and you can put all the condiments on there and oh, yeah, spin yeah, it around. Yeah. I would create a motorized Lazy Susan with a post. Where the helmet is continuously rotating in slow, uh, you know, like uh, a very nice uh, slow speed, have a separate light on the helmet as Jake and I are doing our stuff, man. It would block the logo, you know what I mean? And, and that's okay because I'd have my Stormtrooper helmet. Nice. If you could choose your <laughs> ultimate sponsor, not necessarily a company, but what type of thing, what would you go for? 
Would you go for the memorabilia sort of stuff that you get to keep little trinkets? Yes, definitely. Um, while I know Jake and I would love to have uh, you know a sponsor say, hey, we'll pay you X amount, and then uh, we would probably go to the movies even more often, you know, but um, yeah, I would love for, you know, like, hey, here's a replica of Mace Windu's lightsaber. Rock on, man. You know, whatever you whatever you want. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely uh, cool swag that I could keep and hang on my wall. I want signed posters. That's my thing. Oh, yeah? Um, unfortunately, I've not got enough frames in the house yet right. to display them all, but I've got so many signed posters. Right. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and I just want to display them all. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I was yeah. thinking uh, with you being up in New York, uh, I was I don't know that you've ever had a copy of Gorilla or any of the no. other movies, right? And it really does cost a lot to send it across the ocean. <laughs> and then you have that long, like, 15-line address where it kind of I, – I, I, in my mind, it is just like a snake crawling through uh, a maze, right, until it finds – It's longer than some of the scripts you might have written. <laughs> it's a paragraph, man. I don't see how you guys fit all that on an envelope. But I was thinking while you're in New York, if you'll give me your address, then maybe I can send you something to your hotel. And then you oh, hell kind yeah. of take some stuff back. I mean – you know, you're, you're talking three bucks versus like, I don't know, I think it was like close to 40 or whatever when I sent you that script. And they were like, it's, this is heavy. Is it dangerous? No, it's just paper. <laughs> it's it's like my words are dangerous. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But it would, um, I mean, it's probably higher than some of the budgets as well. <laughs> some films that people, it's, it's higher than some of the UK films I've seen lately. <laughs> probably. Wow. Low budgets. Yeah. But no, I'll definitely, I'll give you the address of the hotel we're staying at. Okay. Um, and I'll send that over later today because I can find that for you and okay. just send it over and that way it's done. Cause, yeah. Um, yeah. Come Saturday and Sunday, we're getting into full, get all the stuff ready and get the camera ready and, yeah. and you know, head out to the airport type stuff. And so that would be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Man, I'm excited yeah. for you. I, Michelle and I haven't traveled any yet this year. And granted, just like Annette's, uh, you know, comment about her reading, she hasn't read enough books this year. Michelle and I just love to travel. So here it is almost out of the first month of the year, and uh, we really haven't done much traveling. So ready. San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Get it done. <laughs> there you go. Get yourself some press passes asked for. and uh, you know. There you go. So I can just say then, I'm with from page to screen, and they'll be like, oh, yes. Please. No, you just say you're with Waxing Cinematic. Right. You're, you're up there now, would dude. They, <laughs> would, they, yeah. would, they, would they be okay with that, man? I may try it. Oh, if they're okay with from page to screen, I'm pretty sure Waxing Cinematic <laughs> will have no problem whatsoever. Yeah, but you're all the way – you're in England, man. That's prestigious. From over yeah. here, it's just like yeah, from North Carolina, whatever. No, I'm from, I did, I'm from England. Yeah, oh, my God, then please, you know. I did send them the sort of most pathetic of emails with the application saying, look, seriously, I've already paid for the flights. I've already paid for the hotel. This is how much it's costing me. I'm making a film that I've already started shooting. Please let me in. <laughs> so um, maybe that's, that's what swung it. They're like, oh, bless. Give him one of the charity uh, press passes. There you go. That's great, man. <laughs> Because uh, I was all ready to think, how the hell do I shoot a film about experience of Comic Con if I can't get in? Right. And that would have been that would have been part of the film. It's like, well, you know, I've tried, but I couldn't get a ticket. Um, not exactly exciting, but it would be know, the reverse it, of the how it should have ended series, right? Because how it should have ended was you hanging out with Star Wars characters and sharing a drink with some well-known filmmaker. But in reality, it's Stuart on the other side of the glass, peering through, right? <laughs> Just interviewing people going, so how was it? Is <laughs> any good? What, what yeah. was there? Tell me what you saw. 
I hear the lines are really long, so you can get those expectations, you know? Oh, oh we've got to shoot yeah. so much stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm already up to about 30 hours worth of material. And, oh, that's, you know, that's cool, man. Until you have to knock it down by, you know, like a quarter. And by 29 <laughs> hours or whatever, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. <laughs> at least you're not worried about not having enough, you know? It's good. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was, um, I've started, I've actually got four and a half minutes of it assembled already. Yeah. In the sort of from the beginning almost, because that's how I'm assembling it. It's right. not like, oh, that sequence can go there. And no, I'm doing it totally my rules, right. which may may not work. <laughs> so I'm doing, right, I'll start at the beginning and I'll just keep working my way forward. And right. before long, I'll get to the end. Right. And I've got four and a half minutes done. And Annette said, what are you going to do about the music? I went, oh, I'm writing that. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm writing my own music nice. and I'm going to perform it too. <laughs> She's like, have you ever done it before? I went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like the uh, Escape from New York uh, soundtrack, right? Where it, like keyboards. So I'm going yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, the original sort of <laughs> <laughs> music. Yeah. I can't wait, man. I'm stoked. I want to see a trailer. I'm looking forward to it. I, well, I've been pondering that as well, but it's like the trailers. And then I, I've got so many things I want to do. I want to do a show reel right. to show some of the things that I've presented. So hopefully I can get more gigs presenting panels because that would be amazing which then gets me more access and stuff but yeah. I've just I've got enough time to sit down in front of the computers and just get it done because you know yourself how long editing takes you go mm-hmm. that's I need to do this bit that's my Tuesday Wednesday Thursday out of the window right. <laughs> <laughs> well you know I've, I've been I don't know approached to direct the music video locally right and um, Van, is it a Van Halen one another one it is it is Van Halen Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth I'm, I'm getting them all back together and you know, hey. yeah that lead singer from uh, Extreme probably not I can't even remember his name but no we're, we're getting the uh, the Van Halens together man uh, Mike Lanson will be back too man it's a big big event but anyway the uh, <laughs> prove me wrong so anyway which would probably be pretty easy somebody would be calling up Eddie and hell no I don't know this Faust guy Hashtag prove me wrong, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag <laughs> there is no spoon, just to get that matrix thing in there, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's that's why I'm able to do all these things. Um, yes. But anyway, but it's like um, they're they're wanting a, a budget, right? And what they don't understand really is how long the editing process is. So I'm, I'm thinking you've seen uh, you're familiar with the band OK Go, right? Uh, I've heard the name. Okay, yeah. I'm going to send you some links, or if you go to my uh, Twitter, you can see I posted um, or tweeted um, three different videos, which I think are pretty cool. But they're all kind of thinking outside the box. But there's one, um, well, there's two of them in particular that it looks like one continuous take. It's not. I can see the seams, but few can. But it's just me being a, a oddity, um, but an editing oddity. But anyway, but just shooting it all the way they did, I think I can knock it out in a day, and hopefully. The editing won't be that bad, but you're right. I mean, like, you know, in the event that it should become a much more, uh, you know, like your your average music video where there's all these fast-paced cuts and all that stuff, it takes days, if not weeks, to complete. So, And everything has a tight budget. It's like, ah, we've got a day's worth of editing, right? Nah. I wish, <laughs> but no. <laughs> very, very tight-consuming. Yeah. So, so what else have you watched anyway? Uh, wild, I think we've got one film off your list there, didn't we? So yeah, what Wild Card. Have you seen that? This is the Jason Statham yeah. one, isn't it? Nope, I have not seen the it. The trailer um, looked like it would be kind of funny, but yet not a lot different than he normally does. So the movie starts off and is very evenly paced, 
and a little bit different, a little more, you know, like there's some comedy, but then there's some drama. And of course, needless to say, there's a bunch of ass kicking. And, um, but then it's near the end, like that third act is just like, Oh shit, man. How are we going to wind it up? I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's just have him kick everybody's ass and then he's done, but it's not crank or crank two. Or <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, let's just, yeah, we're done. Okay. He's driving away. Yay. You know, and I'm sorry if that's a spoiler. It's still worth watching, and you know there's an ending. Um, but I mean, like, I, I just I don't know, man. I was I was kind of disappointed by the anticlimactic ending. It's like I'm a big bad guy, and then really because he just like killed you like a bitch, and he's driving off in the sunset. What? I don't, you know. So anyway, I'm sorry because you haven't seen it yet, and I just spoiled you. So if I <laughs> no, could if okay. I could reel that back in, I, I would. But yeah, it's just it, it's. It's not like it's a Sixth Sense type ending. Right. So. <laughs> That's right. Because you knew what was coming, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a little character growth. You have people that, you know, characters that annoy you. And yet, you know, you're rooting for others. Whatever, man. You know, so it, it, it is what it is. I don't even know who did it. I'm sure it's not on the Oscar list, though. So. I generally don't watch uh, Jason Statham films for the plot anyway, so it's not (laughs) not too bad. (laughs) I started wondering if I dozed off. I was like, wait a minute. What what happened? We're at the ending? Wait a minute. What (laughs) the hell, man? (laughs) Oh, man. But it ended the only way that it could, I'm sure. Quickly. Uh, (laughs) That's it. So have you seen Legends of Tomorrow? No, I haven't. It's, no. it's kind of the spinoff from Arrow and The Flash, and it's uh, much more grandiose in vision than um, either of its, you know, uh, the the TV shows that kind of gave birth to it. But it, it looks interesting. Um, you know, it's I can't remember the actor's name, but uh, he was on Doctor Who. Uh, Play oh, Rory Tennant. Is not Dave Tennant? No, that would be. No, he's in. Uh, what's he? Yeah, in? He's in John, one of the other superhero on ones. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, this is the guy who played Rory, and I, I don't know why I can't remember his name. I used to watch Doctor Who all the time with the kids. But um, he's in it, and um, and then you have all these other you know characters and stuff. So it's interesting. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, Michelle enjoyed it, and um, that's always you know good for us to have something we can watch together. So Have you watched the new X-Files? Um, we watched episode one last night, and I thought it was damn cool. I remember the TV show, and I, I wasn't like an avid viewer. Like I think Jake saw absolutely every episode in proper order, and all this other stuff. I mean, he was, he's a fanatic, you know. I think really this is what eclipses Terminator and The Wire on waxing cinematic. So it's it's all about the X Files wow. now. So I guess that's the new college drinking game. But um, I think it is. yeah, but I, I really liked it, man. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, Annette's not seen all the X-Files, right. so we're currently working our way through the classic right. series of the X-Files, right. and we have just finished season two. Um, I saw the show maybe up till season seven, I think, whichever season was just after the first movie came out, I watched all of that season, right. and then I kind of, I missed out on a lot of the Robert Patrick years. And I've never seen the finale of the show and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff. So to go from watching episode season two right. to then watch this new one, because I thought, well, I'm not waiting two years <laughs> and then watch right. the new I'm gonna I'm going to watch it. Um, it's kind of weird. It's it's the same as the old ones. Yeah. Because, I mean, I enjoyed the old ones. I right. thought they were good. This new one isn't like, wow, this is amazing right. and it's so much better. It's as good as 
the older ones, and I think a lot of people are underwhelmed by it because they're expecting it to be better than it needs to be or better than it is. Because not really a lot happened in this episode one because it's a setup thing and it's like here's where we are now type thing. Like I was telling Michelle, it's more or less an explainer video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's so and so. Here's what he's been doing, and uh, which you know I think if everybody would adopt the Guy Ritchie philosophy and that hey here's Tex. He's a Al hating, uh, you know, sand eating, whatever. You know what I mean? And so you just kind of introduce them like that, and then then you're up to speed, man. And we get some plot going. But no, I thought it was. So do you want? Uh-huh. Do you want like a paused picture of Dukovny? Yeah. Like this is Fox Mulder. That's it. He used to like aliens, <laughs> but then the X Files got shut down. That's now it. he's back. <laughs> that would be it, man. <laughs> wow. Yep. yep. That would work, man. That would work. Uh, Let's go over that one. Yeah, well, this is Scully. Yeah. She looks younger than she did in the original <laughs> series. What's all that about? Yeah. So was that jarring for you to go from like ten years ago to the present? It's like, oh shit, man, the company's aged a little, you know? Um, well, not so much because I just finished watching the, the final season of Californication. Oh, gotcha, which- man. Which I love that show. And Duchovny's looking his age in that one. And right. I've seen a couple of episodes of Aquarius, right. which he's done, which is also a really good show with David Duchovny about Charles Manson. Right. Um, so I'm used to seeing him as old as he is. And Gillian Anderson I'd seen in the fall. Um, I, I, my Twitter nearly exploded the other week because of Gillian Anderson as well. Yeah. Um, Brooke Lewis, who is a friend of the show mm-hmm. and an awesome screen queen and whatnot, mm-hmm. she is doing like a charity auction thing and she's signed a pair of her high heels and she had it on eBay and whatnot. And it's for this specific charity that I forgot the name of, right. but it'll be on Brooke Lewis LA, her uh, Twitter thing. Right. And she had these shoes being auctioned on there. And Gillian Anderson was also participating in this auction. Right. So I just put a tweet out. I went, oh, look at this link. You know, great to see Gillian Anderson, right. Gillian A, as a Twitter thing is, right. and Brooke Lewis. It's for a great cause. For the next two days, <laughs> this thing went all <laughs> around the planet. I must have got 300 retweets from this damn thing. Over two- I'm like, oh, come on. So it kind of went mental. So Gillian Anderson is, is still as popular as she ever was. Oh, yeah. So. Well, and I like the fact that they're playing their age versus trying yeah. to de-age them or pump them full of whatever uh, these, you know, actors pump their faces full of. So they're, you know, there's no emotion, but they maybe look like they were made of wax 10 years ago. So, yeah. 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 Waxing cinematics right. stars. Yeah, type right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Waxing cinematic wax museum. That would work, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jay can handcraft them and it will become a horror museum. Yeah. <laughs> and you could use some of the props that get sent to you by your sponsors. That, so it's all falling into place. That's right. <laughs> and Jay could not show up for work if it's snowing. Right. You know, so <laughs> yeah, that would. There you go. That would kind of work. <laughs> but no, I thought the X Files very good. I'm going to carry on watching that. I mean, it's yeah. six episodes. Yeah, so. man. And that's, that's kind of cool. It's an easy commitment. It's not like uh, some of these uh, TV series where it's kind of like. I mean, even Arrow last season, and I'm a huge Arrow fan, but. I was like, all right, so this is the probably the final episode. What? We have another 12 episodes? It was like up in the 30s, if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, it's like, well, all right, I'll keep watching, whatever, you know. But but there comes a time where it's like I'm, I'm ready for that demand on me to be gone. I'm ready to, you know, move on into summer. And I realize it is it, – it's my own choice to watch these shows, and I am a big fan, so I'm not going to miss it. But – yeah, it's like, wow, man, I'm ready for my commitment to be done, ready to take a little break from it all. So. 
I found out while we were watching the X-Files episodes, not the new ones, but the old yeah. ones, where you're like, oh, there's like 25 of these things. Right. <laughs> you, you press play on an episode, you're like, oh, I remember this one, it's not very good, right. and <laughs> so on. It, it can become a bit of a slog with 20-odd episodes, whereas we're watching, with, um, Annette's got this timetable of TV shows that she's never watched, so she'll watch a season at a time. Right. So um, she went from season two, I think, of Brothers and Sisters, finished that, then it was season two of the X-Files, finished that. Now it's season one of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, and she's watched like four or five episodes in a day. So it's like binge watch. Bang, <laughs> she's hammering her way through that. So, which, yeah. is, which is cool, man. But then um, like when you're saying, hey, there was this episode and this happened in it. And it could be at the beginning of an episode or at the end of another one or whatever. And it is it kind of it's like watching a five hour movie, you know. And um, so it is tough to pinpoint, you know, what was good and what was uh, what needs to be watched and stuff. So was she watching the original, like from the eighties, about Star Galactica? No, no, she didn't even know that there was an original <laughs> until I mentioned it last night because Richard Hatch popped up right. in his role in the new one, right? And um, I'm like, hey, and she went, oh, that obviously means something. I went, yeah, he was like, he was Apollo in the original one, right? The original one. I'm like, yeah, there was an old series, and Starbuck was a dude, right. and he played Apollo, and yeah, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's like, right. so no, it's the uh, the Edward James Olmos, yeah. Excellent. series, which is kind of cool looking yeah. at it going, yep, I met him last month yeah. or a couple of months ago. <laughs> He's my friend. There you go, yeah. man. <laughs> you um, made, if you notice you on the choice. click movie, th- yeah. the uh, the movie theater page as well, I think I actually put the Battlestar Galactica United Nations thing that I'd mentioned to you at one point. Oh, yeah. Check That's that in there for you. All right. Yep. I will go to your cool. digital theater. Yes. <laughs> I do need to change that when I get back from New York as well. So. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, let's see here. What else did I see? Oh, you've seen the Lady Killers, right? I've seen the original one, what? the old Alec Guinness one, but I've never watched the Tom Hanks one. Dude, I'm telling you, it's funny when, I guess that's the same reaction that Annette had. Um, I had no idea there was a remake. That's funny. Oh, Owen Brothers. did you watch the Tom Hanks one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's supposed to be awful compared to the, the proper one, well, uh, Alec Guinness. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I watched uh, the one that I did with Tom Hanks, and now I'll go watch the original. That's kind of cool, man. Yes. But, we love Tom Hanks, but yeah. I haven't even seen that one because <laughs> I've heard it really stinks. You know, so. it, it's very Owen Brothers. <laughs> did you like Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, I love Old Brother, Where yeah. Art Thou. This is, in a way, very similar themes. Uh, you're dealing with idiots. Uh, who will make you laugh, and, uh, and then the ending is, is is very cool as well. So it, it, anyway, it, it's um, it, it, I laughed all the way through it, but I was I had seen the trailer. I didn't think I would like it, so um, Michelle said, "Well, let's check it out." I mean, again, you know, we're iced in, so whatever, you know. And um, yeah, man, I had laughed so much in the first ten minutes. I was like, "All right, I'm committed. I'll you know finish watching it." So, but nice. I'm going to check out the Tom Hanks one now, yeah. just because your recommendation and I love Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, so. Now I haven't seen the original, so maybe it does suck in comparison. But it's it's very Coen Brothers. And you watch Sons of Anarchy, correct? Oh, certainly. Okay. Did. You will you will meet a mentally uh, um, I don't know how to. PC it. But anyway, a really stupid guy, a stupid football player who's a part of the uh, group, right? And that is the same guy who played Opie on Sons. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> but he's like, uh, yes, yeah, 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 so yeah, it's just, I didn't even recognize him. And then Michelle was looking up on IMDb and she said, oh my God, that's blah, blah, blah from Opie, uh, who played Opie on Sons of Anarchy. So, yeah. Have you ever seen um, Opie's IMDb page? Is 
IMDb picture? Ah, uh, no. I may jump over there right oh. now. I am just having a look because when I last looked at it, it was the best IMDb oh, really? thing ever. It was such a cool. There we go. Yep, there we go. Look at that for a cool IMDb picture. <laughs> it's amazing when you look at that. That's like that's what everybody's IMDb page should look like. That picture. Oh, let's so, yeah. so anybody who wants to look at it, just go over to IMDb, put in Sons of Anarchy, and look for the guy who plays Opie. He's a guy called Ryan Hurst, and he's got the coolest. Um, oh, yeah. IMDb oh page. damn, yeah, man, that looks a lot like uh, a friend of mine. Um, um, that I, I've always called Oz. Anyway, um, geez, man, and why is this brain escaping me? Anyway, he, that's the kind of picture he would put on his if he wasn't a starving artist and actually uh, could put uh, pictures on his IMDb. So, People have asked me why. I've not got a picture I went because I'm not paying that silly price to just put a picture on there. <laughs> yep. so, well, yeah. it, it, Davis Osborne, God help me. Uh, it's He was uh, in one of the first movies, first feature films that I directed, and um, anyway, super, super good guy, but he, he has that kind of look. So it's always kind of like, he's always the bad guy. I, I purposely cast him in a short film as a, um, just like this, um, he had lines, but I mean, he was a very happy, uh, go lucky kind of guy or whatever. So yeah, but, um, but yeah, I agree, man. That's totally badass. I wish I had a picture of me that looked kind of like that. I would put that on there versus my, you know, Hollywood palms behind me. So <laughs> Nice. So what else you watched? Anything? Oh, let's see here. Um, I can't remember the last time we talked, but um, oh, what was some other ones that we've watched? Um, go ahead. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Because I keep a list of all the films I watched, and I think, have I talked about that I one know. already? <laughs> Straight out of Compton I watched, which oh, was really good. Yeah? Really liked that. Yeah. Um, the Oscar nominated. Yeah. Straight out of Compton, I wouldn't like to add. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh have you checked out The Man in the High Castle yet? No, not yet. Really? Nope. That, of course that's on Amazon, which you do have, right? Amazon Prime. I certainly do. Yeah. yeah. I've got uh, Amazon Prime and Netflix. Yep. yep. Um so that's really good. Um What else? Do you think that most people watch films through because that was one of the questions I was going to ask at some point is you probably listen to a lot of movie podcasts. You mm-hmm. do movie podcasts. Do you find that people enjoy listening about the more recent films, or as we do it, where it, sometimes it could be an old film from like early two thousands, and or sometimes from the seventies, or just like a wide range of films? Yeah. And do do you think people watch films more on like Netflix or Amazon than they would? go out and buy the DVD, for example. I think a lot of people don't care about their library anymore. And so, and you know, I mean, like, if I see a movie that I want to share with a lot of people, I'll go ahead and buy it. Like, if I'm watching on Netflix, because I know what Netflix is going to do to me. I'm going to have a dinner party, and I'm going to say, we've got to watch this movie. Oh, shit, it's no longer on Netflix, because they yanked <laughs> it, you know? Same thing, I, I, it's, I'm apprehensive sometimes about getting into a uh, TV series, because I'm afraid that it's going to be yanked, you know? So it's like I'm halfway through. Now what am I going to do? And, of course, now that I – I mean, like I have Hulu uh, Plus and now also Amazon Prime. So hopefully I have everything covered. But you have all these other networks like CBS and, gosh, man, all, a whole host of others that want to be their own online network too. So it's like, you know, for example, I thought it would be kind of fun to watch a few episodes of Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck, right? Because I remember enjoying that show, as cheesy as it was. And – um 
So, because periodically at supper, um, especially if Kate's around, then uh, we'll play Name That Theme Song. So we'll just go through and, you know, and Michelle's pretty good. I stumped her about four times out of probably 20. But anyway, I digress. One of those was the Magnum P.I. theme song. And I'm thinking, wow, that'd be fun to watch. It's locked away. If I want to subscribe to the CBS, whatever they're calling it, then I could have access to every TV show CBS has ever had. Otherwise, I'm not going to get it unless I go to some pirate site, which I have no idea where to go. Um, and it's just not worth it. So I will just not watch Magnum P.I. again, you know, but everybody's out for the money. Well, Amazon Prime can be bastards, to put it plainly, right. <laughs> because you'll go on and I'll use just an example show or whatever. You think, oh, look, all Magnum P.I.s are on Amazon Prime. Right. I'm going to add them all to my watch list. Right. <laughs> and then you go back maybe a month or so after right. and it's still on your watch list. Right. But it's not free anymore. So if you were to click on that, you'd have bought the damn thing. Right. So it's like, okay, you see, really, it's a bit of a minefield. Uh, it is, uh, man. I hate that button. How do I watch this? And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, man. This isn't free. This isn't under my prime. <laughs> and, but the thing that Amazon do that is good is you can now download them to your tablet. Yeah. And then watch them on the go. So that's what I've done for New York. And I've just downloaded maybe a dozen films. Right from my Amazon Prime account onto the tablet, I'll go watch them and then, you know, delete them when I've, when I've done it. So that is quite good. Yeah. I wish Netflix did that part. But, it, uh, that would be nice. Man. Same with Hulu, just because it's easier sometimes to, I mean, when I go pick up my daughter at school, there's sometimes I'm sitting there for 30 minutes, 45 minutes waiting on, you know, depending on when I get, get there, if I'm wanting to get a, a you know, a higher pole position. So I pick her up faster. If I have a deadline that I need to get back, uh, into the office for, but yeah, to be able to actually watch a, a TV show and the cell reception out there is awful. And I, I'm not big on spending bandwidth like that either, but, um, but you know, voodoo has it set up so that any of the movies that are in your voodoo queue are, or in your movie section where, you know, like you've bought them, you scan the code in and then it's in the cloud for you to watch whenever you want to, you can download those just like you were talking about Amazon, which is pretty sweet. Yep. Cool. Yeah. But um, there was some other movie, and I'm going back through um, the like uh, previous waxing cinematic episodes to see if I can. Oh, Baytown Outlaws. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. No. It's on Hulu, which I know you don't have Hulu, so maybe it's on Netflix. I, I didn't check. I just happened to find it on Hulu. Um, but anyway, really, it's it's just a fun independent film. But you should check that out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I finally watched Son of a Gun because you had said that you thought that was a good movie, and it is. Yeah, no, I've not seen that one. The only time I'd heard that is yourself mentioning really? it on the last show we did, right? and also one of your waxing cinematics as well. Yeah. Because you've mentioned it, you McGregor. I'm like, oh, you McGregor film I didn't know about? Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, and then that helped, that uh, kind of pointed me to yet another Ewan McGregor film that I didn't know about, where he plays Jesus out during the uh, the Temptation days. And, um, you know, and then he helps the family. So anyway, <laughs> the things that Hewan does that I, we just don't know about, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's got such an awesome filmography. Yeah. yeah. Definitely it's bizarre. <laughs> but it, it, he looked very appropriately Jesus. Not the uh, Sir Dancelot Jesus from uh, The Voices, but yet, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not the Willem Dafoe Jesus from the Last Temptation of Christ. No, nope. which that really wasn't a bad movie. I mean, I realize no, I a lot like of people, really you know, have a great disdain for it. But yeah, man, I, 
I, they're like, it's not accurate. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. You're going to go down that route? Okay. <laughs> it said movie. I thought that was the disclaimer, you know? We're going to distort this any way that is entertaining. So, And I think even the, the opening text bit says this is based on a book, not the text. So I think that's just the opening <laughs> space crawl, if you want to. Uh, yeah. But I don't think, but but, yeah, no, I thought it was a really cool movie. So many translations of the Bible and... If you go back into the original languages, even there were different ways to interpret different passages and different words. And so it's all just an interpretation. You know, I mean, it's like twat, right? Uh, yeah. You grow up in one area, it means one thing. You go to another area, you offend somebody. And, you know, over here we'd say, well, bloody hell. And I guess I can't say that if I'm on an interview over in England. So, yeah, man, it's just a lot of interpretation. It gets very confusing, this whole language thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else. I watched San Andreas, finally oh, got around to watching that one. How was that? What a crazy... I enjoyed that. I like The Rock. He's just... Yeah. You know, he's the new Arnie, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, man. And he's... What I kind of appreciate about him is he, he doesn't mind uh, any kind of self-deprecating humor someone wants to write for him to deliver or whatever. I mean, he very much... He knows who he is. He knows what roles he can play, what he can't play. And, yeah, man, I, I find him very entertaining. Yep. He doesn't take himself too seriously. I guess that's what I'm trying to drive at because some no, of those people, good Lord, man. You know, and then it's, you know, you, you hear about it. I don't read the tabs, but it's, you know, you see it pop up in the Google uh, where it's like, oh, well, so-and-so did something crazy and, you know, then told the officer to fuck off and whatever. You know, I'm just, really? What? It's like Reese Witherspoon. This has been years and years ago, and I'm sure she's said she was sorry. But anyway, but she gets pulled over, and she looks the cop square in the eye and says, you do know who we are, right? You know who I am. I'm Reese Witherspoon. And the cop was like, uh, you know what? Give me your driver's license anyway. I'm going to write you a ticket. Man, she was pissed off. As though do you don't think anybody who uses the phrase, don't you know who I am, just needs to get double whatever they were going to get in the first place? <laughs> I think so. Hey, have you seen the TV show Lucifer? No, I've heard mixed things about that. I heard the last report I heard about that was somebody going, "Why on earth would they make? I'm going to watch it, see how bad it is." Oh, actually, this is quite good. Yeah, and yeah. Quite enjoyed it. So. <laughs> Let me tell you, the music alone throughout the whole first episode—if they will keep that up, then I'm watching it. But two, it's fun, and it reminds me. I don't know if you're a, um, a fan of Castle, the TV show ABC. Um, um, I'm, I'm aware of it, but I really saw it. <laughs> you know, it started off a completely different beast and has just kind of become a parody of itself in certain ways. And I don't know. I mean, like it, it to me, it, it's bordering on uh, happy days or Laverne and Shirley without the laugh tracks. And I used to be a huge fan, but it just, it changed its tone and decided to be something completely different. So, but in the beginning you had castle who was this, you know, this author who all women swooned over and, um, and he, you know, people would talk to him instead of the cop. Right. But he was, tagging along because he thought that she was hot plus she was he was uh she was a character in or inspired a character in his book so he's friends with the mayor because he's you know a multimillionaire and all this other stuff so anyway that was fun because there were certain times where he'd overstep his boundaries or she would or whatever and there was this chemistry going on there and so this really reminds me of what early castle was it's just fun and, um, you know, Lucifer is so charismatic, but he is kind of like a 12 year old child. And, 
Um, anyway, it's just it, to me, it was very fun. So I would recommend at least watching the first episode, giving it a, ch- a shot and seeing if it's for you. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And I thought it was funny that uh, we were watching. Do you watch Supernatural? No, I started, and then I realized how many seasons I would have had to have... Uh, and again, that's one of these 20-odd episodes ones. I'm thinking, right. well, it's already been nine years, right. and I've just started it. Right. Um, yeah, I'll put that to one side, I think, for now. Maybe watch that yeah. in 2020 or something. Yeah, I hear you, man. It was one of those, Once it's finished, right. I might just buy the complete collection. <laughs> and just sit there and binge watch, like uh, the um, Clockwork Orange, right? Just have, yeah, exactly. have a net put little drops of water in your eyes periodically and keep you going, right? The uh, but anyway, but I I would watch um, I'm kind of like binge watch it at the end of every season, and now I'm keeping up with it uh, as it's broadcast with um, Abby. But anyway, I thought it was funny in that they have their Lucifer in this cage, right? And one of the characters of Sam or Dean said, "Well, what would you do if you got out?" And he said, oh, "I'd probably move to L.A. and uh, help fight crime." And I was like, that's really weird because it's CW and then uh, Lucifer's on Fox. But that's a direct reference. And turns out they all use the same soundstage up in Toronto. So they're all buddies. So they decided to put that in just for shits and giggles. I just thought that was interesting. We need a musical number where Jesus dances in it. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the trend on every show. That's it. Just have a dancing Jesus thing at the end. Yep. And, and we've got to have the cat and the dog, too. So, you know. <laughs> oh, the cat and the dog were amazing. The cat just made me laugh because I've got cats as well. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty much the personality of my cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the fact that um, they would – Every so often, cut to the reality view. You know, like he'd take his pills, and you'd see the dog shit on the floor, and and uh, all the boxes and all that stuff. And then, you know, before long, he was back in his perfect apartment because he was off his drugs. So, yeah, yep. such a clever film. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's one of those films you think I'm going to watch that again. It's you'd probably yearly visit the thing. So, <laughs> was, uh... and I've been telling a lot of people to check it out too. So, I'm waiting on it to be pulled off so we'd have to buy it on uh, Amazon, right? Um, Have you seen Death Proof? The uh, Tarantino grindhouse thing. Yeah. You remember the main woman in it, the stunt woman, Zoe Bell? Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched her, and this film was recommended by Lauren, who does the horror show with me. She mentioned a couple of films in the last horror show, and I thought, all right, I'm down, Mm -hmm. because I'm always giving people recommendations. Maybe I should take some, too. Yeah. (laughs) She's in a film called Raze, R-A-Z-E. And I, weirdly enough, you know, I went, all oh, right, she, she read down, read out these two titles. One was Raised, the other one was called Bound to Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And I'll write down. So Annette and I went out shopping, um, I think like the day after I'd done the horror show. Yeah. And we were looking through a DVD shop and there was a big shelf there and Raised was on it. And it's a couple of years old. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's obviously fate saying, please buy me for right. three pounds. <sighs> so I brought it up. Really good film. Really? The premise is um, women are held hostage. Uh-huh. In like an underground bunker type thing and forced to knuckle fight to the death. Oh, wow. Um, and, I mean, Zoe Bell comes from a stunt background oh, yeah. anyway. So you can imagine the sort of combat sequences and stuff you would get in it. Yeah. Really good film. The only weird thing is Sherilyn Fenn's in it, who I last, probably last saw in Twin Peaks, I think. Right. She's like the, you know, Ben Horn's daughter at the hotel. And she's, 
She's probably eaten a lot, I think, since then. I think she's one too many cherry pies because it's kind of weird when you're used to seeing somebody who's about 18 right. and then you see them when they're about 40 and you're like, whoa, yeah. time caught up. Um, she's not one of the knuckle fighters though. she's like in charge of the whole right. knuckle fighting thing. But yeah. Zoe Bell's phenomenal in it. The film, it's pretty brutal. I wouldn't say kids watch it, but right. it's such a good film. Well, that is cool. Well, if you find a connection to Zoe Bell, um, she is one that I have reached out to her management to see if she would be on the podcast. And because we'd like to have a, um, you know, we'd like to have more celebrities on the podcast talking about how they got into movies, uh, you know, what their background. So we always have like the origin story segment of uh, like, you know, if someone's a guest on the show and, um, you know, just to get her to talk about someone because she started out as a stunt woman and then yeah. really she still does stunts, but also she, you know, acts. Um, as we've all seen. So uh, I just think it'd be kind of cool to have her on. But anyway, I haven't heard anything back from management. So if anyone out there is connected, uh, hook, hook me up. <laughs> yeah. Zoe, give John a call. Yeah. There you go. That's that story for you, John. Hey, that Hold on. Easy now. Yeah. I'll get my people to talk to her people, right. and her people will tell my people to go fuck themselves, <laughs> and the whole thing starts all over again. Uh, I mean, would you be doing it on video, or would you be doing it audio style yeah, like just be, this? Or? Just like what we're doing here, and uh, oh. it would be in her convenience. If she is somewhere and she says, you know what, 3 a.m. in the morning, that's when I'm available, I will be available too. You know, well, I will try and put some guests your way anyway. Okay. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I know, I know lots of famous people. That's it, man. Like Edward James fun. Almost, right? I did. Yeah. Edward James Almost, R.J. Mitty, yeah. Saul Rubinek. You know, yeah, I know. Man. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> who would like to be on our show, that would be phenomenal. We will um, conform to whatever their schedule is, and if they only have ten to twenty minutes, it's that's going to be my spiel trying to get um, you know a couple of different actors on the on the show if 10 minutes 15 minutes i don't give a shit man it can be a mini cast but let's uh let's have them on and um you know at 2 a.m i will just stay up and be well caffeinated so well that's always my question when i have a guest on is like how long have i got you for right and then i'm always really good at at winding it up right before they go, actually i've got to go now yeah <laughs> thankfully i've never had that i would say if they say half an hour then Fine, I will wind it up at like 28 minutes right. and just get them out that way. But I get a lot of requests through all the PR emails and stuff that I get for the films. Right. And quite often there will be a, there is an opportunity to interview this person or that person. So I can include you in those if you want me to. Yeah. A lot of them I don't do just because I'm not familiar with the filmmaker right. or I, the schedule doesn't work for me or something like that. But I can each time I get one of those, I can let you know. And yeah. then if you want it, let me know and I'll arrange that for okay. you. So. Man, that would be awesome. That is cool. <laughs> uh, but no, definitely, I'll check out Ray's. Such a good film. The other one that Lauren recommended was Bound to Vengeance, mm -hmm. which is, it seems to be a bit of a theme here, and it's a girl who's been held hostage. Right. Um, <laughs> and it starts off with her being tied up in a basement, and somebody, the guy comes in to feed her, and she escapes. Right. And she's about to sort of kill him, going, right, well, you know, it's your turn now, right. bitch. And he says, oh, kill me. You're never going to find out where the other girls are. Uh, so she actually drags this guy around town right. saying, right, you need to show me where these other hostages is. And it's a flip on the, the sort of revenge movie. It's really good. Again, not a kiddie-friendly movie, right. but such a good movie. But it's on Netflix, making it very easy for me to see. 
Is it on Netflix? Yeah, both of those. Race wow. and Bound to... Uh, oh, even better. I purchased the DVD. See, that's, I prefer to have the physical copies. Oh, me too. Um, well, because And that's the thing that I think, uh, besides the fact that Netflix and Hulu and uh, Amazon could drop these things at any time. You know? um, two, it's yeah. like, you know, if you don't have internet, you're not going to watch that. And there are times when maybe, I mean, like, we're very fortunate. Our internet just does not go down. Now, of course, it'll go down this afternoon now that I've said that. But, um, you know, it's, I would much rather have the Blu ray so that if we don't have, uh, the internet, then I could still watch whatever I want to watch. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I like the sort of thing where I can go around to, um, I went to Bob's house the other night mm-hmm. and I took up the DVD of The Purge, which he'd never seen. So I'm like, I could take it to his house right. and go, I'm going to show you a good film. And, you know, right. do it that way. So, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely check it. I think Ray's is the better of the two. Okay, I think you would like that a little bit more because I know you've sort of mentioned a few times that you're not a massive horror fan. Right. Um, if there's a story so, versus just people yes. getting gutted right and left, I'm I'm down. So, oh, Bound to Vengeance does have a story. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about horror films. I think it was Bob actually who said he's not into horror films. Uh-huh. Right? Well, I'm pretty sure that you like a story. And if it happens to be gory but relevant, right. you're okay. But you're not into just hack and slash movies. Right. That's exactly what it is. I'm like, there you go. Yep. That's most people. Yeah. Well, because you look at Alien, and really the whole Alien franchise, but especially the first one, that was definitely horror, but it was also sci-fi. But it was also yep. a really cool story, you know? So. Same with Seven, the David Fincher oh, film. Oh, yeah. Horror film. Yep. Horrific moments in it. Yeah. But it's still more of a thriller, horror type thing. So Yeah. And um, um, there was I was looking up this one because I'm having a brain fade as far as remembering all the uh, the names. Dark Places, Charlie Theron, and um, that was a really good uh, movie. If you haven't seen it, and that's on Amazon. So fantastic! Yeah. I shall check that one out as well because yeah. I've heard of it. I think the name is familiar somewhere. I thought it was funny that it came out last year. Charlie Theron and Nicholas Halt. So and then they went on to be in <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. So <laughs> they need to do another one. Just wraps that trilogy up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, the film Legend has come out here in uh, the UK on DVD. The Tom Hardy, yeah, and Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that'll be out in the US for you to check out at some point. Yeah, that was another one that I missed in the theater and um, would like to see. And, um, of course, I've been seeing all the, the advertisements for the digital version of Spectre. Now you can yes. watch it tonight if you wanted to. And you don't even have to leave your house. Just pay the money. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch Spectre again. But I think I've seen it recently enough to <laughs> yeah. carry it on. I'm trying to catch up on a lot of the UK films because I've, I've segregated them all now. Right. All the films I've not watched, I've put on one shelf, right. and everything else is on another shelf. So when I want to watch something, I take it off that I've never seen it before shelf. Right. And uh, I think I've seen 30, 33, 34 films so far this year, which is not bad going considering I'm still in January. Yeah. So I'm, I'm quite okay with that. Right. I'm a little bit ahead. Well, I'm sure that you will more, you know, like uh, even catapult yourself further ahead um, on your trip over to New York. I will on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my the most exciting things, other than actually going somewhere new, is what films have we got on the transatlantic flight? Right. Let's schedule them. Right. Well, that's shorter, so I can watch those six short films, or I can watch this one long one. Right. Um, so I'm going to plow through and keep a list, and, and then same thing on the way back. Yeah. So I do enjoy watching the films on board, yeah. and I've got the Kindle filled up as well. So that's good, man. So there uh, you go. speaking of segregation. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts, man? I mean, like <clears throat> the Oscars are, a, a, a guess, a big deal uh, globally. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I, I haven't personally watched it in years. So do I really care? I, I'm not sure, but. I do watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch it on a pre-record, or that after, you know, recorded thing, so I can fast forward. You know, the best foreign film goes to, <laughs> and they go on for five minutes. It's like I don't really care, so I'll fast forward that. Or we're going to play the musical numbers from Frozen. Don't care. Fast forward that. And I watch the monologues by whoever's hosting it. Right. Uh, so stuff like that. So I turn a four-hour thing into maybe two and a half hours. So that's not too bad. But <laughs> the whole I watched. You know, the nominations came out, and I'm like, it's pretty good. So all right, there's nobody really on there that doesn't deserve to be on there. Right. Um, I'd like to have seen Steve Jobs, the film, nominated for a little bit more, mm-hmm. like screenplay, which, if you've seen the film, easily one of the best screenplays I've ever wow. seen transfixed onto I missed that the on the big screen, so I'm looking forward to it coming really out. Really yeah. good. I made Bob watch that, and he hates Steve Jobs, the person with a passion. <laughs> right. He doesn't even own any Apple devices. Right. He hates the company with a vengeance and I made him sit down and watch the film and he went I'm gonna and by the end of it he went that's one of the best films I've seen this year <laughs> and he will buy it on DVD so it's like a win <laughs> I've converted it to a little bit but it's just such from a filmmaking point of view mm-hmm. it's amazing um, Annette watched it she loved it from a, a viewer point of view I just think it's fantastic it's Danny Boyle again so ah, yeah. and it's, no it's a different view of Steve Jobs, right? It's not your stereotypical, hey, we started out in the garage and we moved up. One of the biggest sort of misconceptions about that film is people think it's a biopic. They think it's a biopic about Steve Jobs or it's going to be, Steve Jobs is amazing, he's great and he's wonderful and he changed the world and stuff. (laughs) It's not, it's, it's maybe... I mean, I'll say 90 minutes just for the sort of sake. It's between 90 minutes and two hours. Yeah. And it's, it's three scenes. Really? And each sort of scene, I would say, is probably about half an hour long just to right. sort of make it a bit easier. And it's set just before the launch of something big that Steve Jobs was doing. So it was, um, I, can't, I can't remember the computers, but it's not like the iPod or the iPhone. It's three landmark things. And same characters are revisited through each of these launches, and it shows how he's changed and stuff. And it's it's like watching a theatrical play. Huh. It's really, really good. I mean, it's written by the guy who did the West Wing, and the dialogue for the West Wing was fantastic. Yeah, It was just lots of walking down corridors and having conversations, <laughs> and then flying over to another set of co- right. characters having conversations. And Steve Jobs, the film, is kind of like that. So it's not a biopic at all. Yeah. It's a very, very clever film. And it's unfortunate that not that many people watched it because it got a really bad release. Yeah. Well, I think everybody that heard, you know, it's like, oh, my God, not another Steve Jobs movie. Because I think this is like the third, if, if I remember correctly. Um, and maybe yeah. there was something it, on the TV. Ashton Kutcher, wasn't there? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But, Which was, that was quite good. But this is a very different, <laughs> yeah. very, very different animal. Yeah. I miss that one, too. I mean, it's one of those things where I've used Apple products since the early 90s. And, um, you know, that's been my computer system since then. And I certainly have, uh, you know, I mean, like uh, all of us, um, Michelle and I both have iPhones. The kids that want to pay for it themselves, they have iPhones. So, I mean, it's really pretty spread out. We only have one kid now that has uh, a droid. He just chose not to do the Apple. But, you know, but I mean, like I've even with all that and I used to be a huge Apple fan. Now I'm really not. I still enjoy all their products, but 
I'm not one of those people that's going to argue if you go with a droid, I could give less a damn. Though. So, um, or, or, you know, some Microsoft, uh, computer, but, um, anyway, it, it's just one of those things where I've never, I never cared to really know anything more about Steve jobs or whatever. I mean, he created an empire. I think, um, you know, the Apple is missing his direction, his skills and, but, um, you know, it seemed like every time he left, Apple kind of uh, diminished a little bit and then he'd come back and uh, and now he's not coming back. So <laughs> I'll have to figure that shit out. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like a film where if they'd have just made it about this guy. Right. It would still be an amazing film. So it's not great because it's about Steve Jobs. Right. It's great because of the whole way they've put it together. There's long camera things. It's dialogue and it's set over three scenes and it's it. It's not because it's about Steve Jobs that I enjoyed it, because right. I've seen enough stuff about him to go, yeah, <laughs> kind of know it all. But right. it's just, it's it was a breath of fresh air, yeah. basically. Well, I look forward uh, to seeing so, it then. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah. But yeah, Oscars. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Twitter blew up, didn't it? And yeah. Facebook blew up. And then the Oscars too white. And you're like, oh, come on, give me a break. Yeah. And it's got to the point now where it's just, it's really annoyed me, Yeah, the backlash from it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you'll get people going, that's because you're white. It's like, no, it's just because <laughs> everything nowadays has got to be about labels. Right. You know, it's so people are going, well, there's too many white people. Yeah, but they're not all, you know, there's, who's the guy that did The Revenant? Um, I think he's like, is he Spanish or is he French? Or something? You know, right. he's he's not US, but right. no, no, nobody's bothered about that. They're just going, yeah, but he's white, white-skinned. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it's... And, I find it, and it's one of these conversations where people can go, you've said the wrong word in the wrong place, therefore you're a racist scumbag. <laughs> it's, isn't the fact that they're going, there's five white people nominated. Mm-hmm. They should take out, and I've heard people say, they could take out Christian Bale and put in Michael B. Jordan. Right. Well, the fact you're taking out a white guy to put in a black guy. Right. That makes you racist as well because yeah. you're picking on a white. It's like, oh my god, it just gets so right. infuriated. Right, and yeah, you know, my concern is that, like, let's say next year um, we have a more racially diverse group of nominees, and yep. then, but it's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, so They've are they? Them. Did they? Yeah, yeah. were they picked? Because and you yeah. know, it's like Ian McKellum was saying, um, or Sir Ian McKellum uh, was saying, you know, hey. It's not just black people. It's gay people, too. You know, we're being discriminated against. So then does the categories change? So instead of like best Western, best screenplay or whatever, it's like best gay filmmaker. Is it best black? Is it best Hispanic? And then, you know, then there's a completely different category. It just that bothers me because then those great filmmakers, regardless of, of skin color and background, those people will be derided because like, ah, oh, well, you only made it because they had to, you know, have a black filmmaker or, or, or Hispanic or, or a gay filmmaker or whatever. And so it does them a disservice. It's no different than someone who could have been the next Spielberg who winds up being involved with Project Greenlight. And that's how they're they're um, They get started in the business. And so then it's always it's like the um, oh, what's the ball headed guy who was on the um, the um Oh, God, it's not America's Got Talented. But anyway, it's one of those shows where they find the best singer, whatever it's called. Oh, it's the dude that used to be in St. Elsewhere. Um, I've forgotten. Howie, Howie Mandel. 
Oh no! Actually, this no, is one of the performers. This is actually a guy oh, who like yeah. does rock and roll, has a big voice. But he got his start on one of those America Got Talent whatever shows, right? And so you know, he just said, "Look, you know, I've got, I, I'm very talented. I don't want to be known as the dude who won that contest. I want to be known as a legit, um, you know, song hit maker or whatever uh, the jargon is." And he just felt like it had limited him, and he really regretted ever doing it. It was a shortcut that put him where he probably would have eventually wound up maybe five to 10 years later after paying more dues. But you know, it's just one of those things. So you deal with that stigma. So is that really what um, we want to do to this, uh, this current generation of filmmakers? You know, it's like, when was the last time a native American was nominated? Exactly. Or the last Chinese person or the, and that came up with a good one. She said, when was the last time a disabled person was nominated? The disabled people don't have a category or it just gets, it gets so bogged down. If I was in charge of the Oscars, I would just say, you know what? They ain't doing it next year. Sod you. Yeah. (laughs) We're not doing it. We scrapped it. Uh huh. Well, and I, if you lot are just squabbling about it, forget yeah. it. I'm not going to bother doing it. Well, it and it's, yeah. it's, there seems to be this weird Twitter belief where it's like 60 people that are all going, let's pick the black dude. They don't understand that there's like 7,000 people that vote for these. Right. Um, and I, know the, I think there was a survey done a few years ago, and it did turn out that 94% of the voters were white. Mm-hmm. And like 6% was, was non-white. So maybe that leads looking at. But right. then the Oscar the woman in charge of the Oscars, who is a colored woman herself, mm-hmm. um, she came out and said, right, well, we're going to do these new things where we're going to do these 10-year tenures. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody's not worked in a film for those 10 years, then maybe they lose their their voting rights and we'll bring other people in. And everybody went, yay. And then a couple of days after, all the other people started coming out and going, well, that's not fair. Because right. if I've not worked in 10 years, that's not my fault. And then right. people just started complaining about that. And you're like, oh, just give me a break. <laughs> yep. What do you want? And then, you know, you could go with uh, viewers voting, right? But then you have the Howard Stern effect, like where he picked the worst singer on that same show that I was, I cannot remember the name of. But he was like, yeah, hey, everybody in my listening audience, call in and vote for that awful singer. And he was bad, right? But he kept winning because Howard Stern said, vote that way. So it, you're never going to get a pure vote. It, it's, but you, yeah. Could you imagine I know, on the Oscar for the best picture right. goes to Fast and Furious 8? <laughs> you just go, what? Yep. <laughs> it'd be like the MTV Awards. Or it'd be like the Golden Globes. Best comedy, The Martian. <laughs> Which, you know what? Hey, man, that's it's all good. There was um, one, oh, what was it? There were a couple of comments I, I made highlight of. And, you know, it's it even had, I mean, like, okay, but I'll find that in a minute. But anyway, the only one that really was beyond odd to me was why uh, Michael B. Jordan wasn't on the list, but yet Stallone was. If there was oh. ever something, that, and I'm a big Stallone fan. I think he's a, a solid actor, and I didn't see Creed. I look forward to seeing it, but... Um, you know, it just, I don't know, man, that's, that's, you know why I think I know why or not. And I think I know why there's a lot of this problem with the, the diversity thing. You never know what, I never know, never know what phrase to use nowadays. It's like, right. what, 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 um, it's, I think a lot of people, a lot of the voters hadn't even seen Creed, but <laughs> they did. And I think that's probably the problem. If you, I mean, the nominations come out. Imagine if I gave you screeners of every single film right. that had been nominated and go, right, you need to have those watched by, like, two months from now. Right. That's not an easy 
thing to do, especially if you're doing a day job, right. if you're an actor, a producer, a director. Right. So I think a lot of the people who are voting are going, well, I've heard, my friend saw Creed, actually, he said, and I, well, I like Stallone, because he's, and this is another Rocky film, right. isn't it? So we'll, we'll give it him, because <laughs> I, know, I know his name. Right. I'm familiar with his name. Right. I'm not familiar with Michael B. Jordan's name. So I've heard that Stallone's good, so I'm going to put Stallone right. there. Oh, Christian Bale. Oh, oh Christian Bale's got to be amazing in that film, right. Right? even though he's in it for about five minutes. <laughs> so I think a lot of it's brand recognition. Right. Could be. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a flawed system. It's very political. Yeah. And I, you know, I would be insulted if I was like, uh, I was Henry Fonda, who was like, oh my God, he's, he's almost dead. He's never won an Oscar. We've got to give him an Oscar, you know, before he dies. So let's hope that he'll last another 24 hours, you know? I mean, that's, that's just a gesture. That's just bullshit, you know? And it doesn't matter how great you, uh, you know, like your legacy is, um, you weren't recognized uh, at all up until it's like, oh my God, we're running out of time, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that there is a solution, but it, it's interesting how many people are going to be, um, you know, boycotting, but yet I don't know what that really does other than, uh, you know, it's, I think it was, uh, ice cube said, um, you know, I'm not going to boycott it cause I wasn't invited to begin with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I think it's Spike Lee, isn't it? He's not going, I can't remember the last Spike Lee film anyway. Yeah. And he's always the first to jump out anyway. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith, right. You know? Um, but I think he's probably not going because Jaden Smith's not allowed to win something, possibly. Probably. Uh, <laughs> but the fact is, Chris Rock's. I mean, there was a statement put out by Whoopi Goldberg, which was really good. She said, I don't get why people are boycotting it. Chris Rock is hosting it. Right. And the fact that if you boycott that ceremony, uh-huh. you're disrespecting Chris Rock. So therefore, you're hurting your own cause. Right. So it's like, what? Don't boycott it. I mean, I think, and then I heard in another podcast where somebody said, I don't see the point in boycotting. And if you're going to boycott it, just don't go on about it and they said well no you kind of have to go on about it if you're going to boycott it right so boycott it tell yeah otherwise they were like why weren't you there oh yeah uh, I, I was making a stand well you didn't tell anybody <laughs> um, so i kind of get why people would boycott something but not the oscars it's well, just i mean like it's got very messy now yeah but i mean there's the red carpet so why not attend it? And as you're going in, uh, wear maybe a, uh, a white armband or a black armband or whatever. You know what I mean? Do a, do a silent protest at least, but you have the opportunity to talk to the press and say, hey, you know what? Um, we need more great filmmakers to be recognized. I just find it bizarre that it's um, you lot are racist because there are no black faces in the nominations, right. which to me sounds like you're accusing people of what you're, you're doing what you're accusing people of doing. Right. It's just, I don't, I can't get my head around that. Yeah. Cause it is, I can't remember. I'm looking down my list. I should have um, done some, uh, made some of these uh, names and stuff bold, but yeah, there was someone who, um, a black actress, if I remember correctly, was saying, well, you're asking for reverse racism. Yeah. And and it yep. just it, once again it boils down to if the talent is there it shouldn't be overlooked and I think you know over the years the Oscars have gone on for like I don't know five hours or whatever so oh my yeah. gosh well you know boohoo these you know other affiliates are not able to show some rerun or whatever so we need to shorten it down and then that cuts down into categories and I remember I think animation and independent film were the first to go and it's like ah we'll just have them on a separate night. Uh, and it'll be a small event and it won't be televised. Well, yep. that's a screw. 
You know what I mean? Well, I, I don't get that either because that's someone's I, opportunity I, uh, to be seen globally and further a career, but you don't give a big enough damn. So I would rather watch the indie awards than the actual Oscars because I've mm-hmm. found the more independent films that I watch, they are so much better yeah. than a lot of the Hollywood blockbusters, which I still enjoy some of the $200 million movies, but right. um, I much prefer films like Ray's mm-hmm. and things which haven't been spoiled like mad right but also because of the limitations in budget and crew mm-hmm. and stuff so much more goes into it so i love in indie movies but they're really hard to talk about because nobody's heard of them right well like what even baytown outlaws i mean has a really cool trailer that was what caught my eye and then i think i just simply bought it off the shelf i think that was why it wound up in my collection and i watched it thought it was great so then vanel was over one evening this was years ago and um, I said, hey, you know what? While we're you know drinking this wine, let's watch a funny movie, and we laughed all the way through it. And uh, Michelle had the same reaction to it. But it's an independent film made from independent, uh, you know, uh, filmmakers out in Texas. But it's a really solid, uh, low budget movie. But you don't see the same wise use of money in these huge blockbusters, you know, because they have deep pockets. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's just like, oh, we'll yep. fix it in post. Really. What about that plot hole? <laughs> what about so- bad storytelling? You know, how are you going to fix that? Oh, special effects, man. Yeah, Don't be bedazzled. And uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Oscars is a big old mess, I think. Not necessarily the Oscars, but just the whole feedback with it. Yeah. And it's a shame. Well, and so. I don't I don't see any way around it. You know, I mean, like, I, I don't see any solution for it. You can um, try to pull more people in with maybe broader viewing habits or or whatever. But I mean, ultimately, with all these changes, even though they're saying, oh, no, we're, we, we do it by the book, you're still cutting people loose, pulling new people in for the sole purpose of trying to diversify the award ceremony, which, and, and I'm, it's bothered me that you have to have like a black filmmakers ceremony, a uh, Hispanic ceremony, um, because damn, man, their movies are excellent. So why do you, why do you devalue them? They should be at the Oscars, but the, yeah, but it's just, it, it is a big mess. I, I don't see any way to fix it. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what comes from it, but until everybody has respect and honor for everybody else and color is no longer an issue. Like there's a buddy of mine that used to go clubbing and he's colorblind and he said he couldn't tell the difference in skin color at all between the lights going in his colorblindness. So he would just, you know, start dancing with this girl and see if things went from there. Right. And, um, and I think that's, that's got to be the way we view these movies, you know, watch 10 minutes. If it's for you, it's for you. It doesn't, you know, because Barbershop is a movie that I am just as excited. I think it's the final cut, whatever it's called. Um, I'm just as excited about it as I am Deadpool. And because both those, I mean, like Deadpool comics and the video game make me laugh. I'm trusting Ron Reynolds has nailed it. And and from the reviews I've read, um, this is really a Deadpool, Deadpool movie, you know. But Barbershop, man, there's been times in my life where I needed a good laugh. And uh, the first movie in particular made me laugh. I enjoyed it, so I'm excited about seeing it. I don't care who's in the cast, per se. I don't care about the, the filmmakers. and It's just this is a movie that I can't wait to visit that world and laugh. And I wish that, you know, I, I wish that more people had that view and so that, uh, you know, the judging uh, could be done in a much more fair fashion. I think, I mean, 
the way that I think they should fix it is the way that they are trying to fix it is just look at the membership. Mm-hmm. Maybe start from scratch, going right. Well, you know, we've got 500 people here that haven't been in a film for 20 years, right. haven't really done much, but they're like 95 years old or whatever. Right. So let's just reset the whole clock. Right. But just it does bother me. It's like it, it'd have to be broken down into like a pie chart. Go on, we need 15 percent Hispanic. Right. We need 15. <laughs> it's like because then you are picking people right from skin color. You're racially profiling gets, who you're pulling in. Yeah, it'd be like me saying John Fouts is a sexist because he should have hired a woman for that role. Right. It's like, well, that that <laughs> if you do it because she's a woman, right. you're being sexist. Right. So it's like, right. oh, I don't. It just bothers me. I, I, I don't know how to feminize Abraham Lincoln, but whatever, man. You know, nope, should have with a beard. Yep. Okay, I got you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's a big old mess. I think it's the Oscars. <laughs> a lot of feedback from it. So, yeah. Who knows? And I will. People prob- just love to complain about stuff. Oh, so. they do, man. And so I'll probably watch sound bites. I'm sure as hell not going to watch the whole thing. And um, yeah, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I think what, I've been, what other stuff have I watched? Netflix have put on a lot of old Chuck Norris movies. Oh, really? Love them. Annette's not a fan. She's not loving the old Chuck Norris. <laughs> uh, so far, I've watched the Delta Force, right. Delta Force 2. I'm partway through watching Missing in Action. Mm-hmm. The Missing in Action 2's on there. There's loads of the old Charles Bronson movies. and It seems to be the old <laughs> Canon library have right. gone onto Netflix and been bought by Paramount. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wait, my childhood is now on Netflix. <laughs> Do they have, what was the original one where, I think it was one of the first movies we saw Chuck Norris in. Was it The Man in Black or whatever? And Our good oh, guys yeah, wear black. Yeah. And he, good guys wear black. He played yeah. the bad guy. And uh, he was such an awful actor back then. It was phenomenal. So He's not a really good actor now, though, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> nope. But he is Chuck Norris. Yeah. So I was telling Annette all the Chuck Norris jokes, <laughs> and she's like, there's jokes? I'm like, oh, yeah. There's lots and lots of Chuck Norris facts, and I brought up the website and was reading them all out. She was just shaking her head and right. looking at me disapprovingly. Uh, uh, but I'm enjoying watching a lot of those old films again, because sometimes you've just got to go back and watch the old. Yeah. I nearly said classics then, but the old sort of cheesy type. Yeah, cheesy classics, command man. And all yeah. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Like, what was the one that had uh, Stallone and Kurt Russell? Uh, oh, Tango and Cat. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yep. Fun, yeah. just fun movies, yeah. and, and even my kids will watch it and say, "Yeah, that was actually pretty good." Like the one that had, um, oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm, my brain is fading on movie titles, but it's the one where uh, Stallone is found guilty and then he is unthawed way in the future when um, Wesley Snipes goes runs him up. Yep. Yeah, the first film we saw Sandra Bullock in as well. I think. Oh, that's there. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the not sex yep. sex scene. Yep. <laughs> and the three seat shells. Yeah. How do you do things? I still yeah. want an explanation for how that was supposed to work. Well, apparently, uh, one of them uses a scoop, <laughs> and, and then the other two you use is like chopsticks type things. So you sort of do a pincer type thing, uh, I think. Oh. It's something along those lines, because somebody had asked him about it. I think somebody from the cast or whatever had explained how you use these three seashells. So it was shells. actually a legit thing. Yeah, yeah, it had been worked out how to use whatever they did. So it's sort of like chopsticks. So you would right. pick things up, you know, certain things. And then the other one you would use to scoop wow. any residue or whatever. Right. So there we go. That, that's lovely. <laughs> Who says podcasts can't be educational? <laughs> well, I figured between me and Jake, we would have more than enough of the uh, profanity paper to uh, take care of whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all I've watched. I watched some of the old ones. I mean, Alan Rickman passed away, so I introduced Annette to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, yeah. which I uh, thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I also introduced her to Jurassic World, yeah. which she thoroughly enjoyed, and I'd seen that film before. Yeah. Very good. Yep. So. All, I mean, really, I mean, even in retrospect, uh, going back through and watching uh, Jurassic Park through Jurassic World uh, almost back to back over, you know, like a week, still solid movies. I mean, the, the, the middle ones are lacking a bit, but I was really, uh, you know, pleased with uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, definitely. And that said, do you think there'll be another one? I'm like, eh, pretty sure. Yeah. The amount of money that thing creamed off planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're going to get at least another two of those things. Yeah. Well, it certainly there's, um, you know, the lead scientist escaped, so he can certainly make more and yep. um, keep. And then, of course, there's Chris Pratt, and he will keep yes. that going, too. So, yeah. oh, exactly. <laughs> between Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. Looking forward to that next one. I don't know when that's going to come out, but. Um, yeah. Well, the writer of that's redoing Labyrinth, isn't she? No, really? She is there do- they are doing a remake of Labyrinth. Yeah. I- I I don't know, man. Some of these, I just, I don't understand why. And then I will either find out that they shouldn't have when I see it or, wow, this is really pretty damn good. So there's, well, I think actually it was Nicola, somebody rather, who's the writer of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And I think she took a bit of flack for how you, because this was days after David Bowie had passed away, like really bad timing (laughs) for announcing that one. Um, (laughs) And she sort of said it's not a remake, it's like a a follow on. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing there'll be no Goblin King in it. (laughs) So who knows? So if they do it, my worry is though, just don't do too much CGI. Go for the sort of Henson puppets and it'll look so much better. Because we watched Labyrinth the other week, which Jeanette had never seen. And I like introducing people to films. Yeah. And it still holds up. You know, some of the songs might not hold on, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the puppets and stuff still hold up. But it's kind of weird seeing Jennifer Connelly as 15 or whatever, right. <laughs> when I'd just watched her play the homeless crackhead in uh, the Paul Bettany film Shelter probably a couple of weeks back. So it's like, whoa, that's kind of weird. I haven't but, uh, seen her since I tried to watch that Noah movie, uh, which was awful. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. I picked that up on DVD last week because Annette said, I want to watch that. It looks quite good. Really? So yeah, I, I actually what? hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really didn't even make it through to the end. Uh, Michelle did. And then I asked her if she thought I needed to catch up. She was like, nah, you were lucky. <laughs> you slept through. I'm, I'm guessing it's like a uh, hazard prediction builds an arc. It rains. He lives. Um, That's pretty much. Yeah, in, sort of in a way, but it's the way he builds the art because there are these rock people that help. Oh, God, this is a rock monster one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember hearing about that when it came out. People were like, why is there rock monsters? No rock monsters in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, supposedly in the Apocrypha or some, some ancient text, there were these angels that turned into rock people and, and they have always helped people out. And I'm like, really? Because it's like the thing. It's like uh, 20 feet tall uh, rock monsters. And then, yeah, of course. You need to overlook uh, Russell Crowe speaking with a you know Aussie accent, and while his yeah. his beautiful wife Jennifer Connelly speaks in, yeah. in an English <laughs> accent, very proper, and so yeah, it's like what the hell's going on here? So yeah, is one of the rock monsters the one out of the Never Ending Story, the rock biter? Because I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because if he pops up, maybe. <laughs> Use your imagination. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could see the rock biter in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm sure you can. <laughs> there you go. 
So what have you got planned for your coming week? Anything exciting? I mean, I'm obviously off to New York, so I'm going to be doing lots of exciting yeah. things. But what about yourself? You know, uh, coming up with a budget for the music video, and then um, I've been hired to kind of um, – I don't know exactly what my title is, but anyway, there's a company out of California that wants me to peruse a couple of their videos and figure out ways to cut them down. And so, uh, you know, that's not in that's half. Not, that's all you do. You go, you know what? I know I to cut it down yeah. in half. <laughs> that's it. Uh, well, and you don't want to be too uh, insulting where it's like I asked this one. I asked my contact. I was like, yeah, I don't know who shot the video at the end, but man, it's it's pretty shaky and awful. And he said, yeah, that was me. I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, I know it was. <laughs> so I'm glad that he knew that his his camera work was awful and that I didn't just bring that to his attention as this guy who really wants to get paid. So <laughs> so I could do that, Joe. So how long's your music video? Four and a half minutes, right? We'll chop it down by two, and a half, two minutes, ten. And... I'd do a fade out at the two minutes, 10 more. Done. Ta-da. Give me my check. There you go. <laughs> Done. <Next. Yep. laughs> well, I originally thought he said it needed to go from six minutes down to two. And I was like, oh, my God. And then there's another five minute video. He wants some snippets mixed in. I was like, wow, man. Yeah. OK, I'll give it a look. So. I mean, when you do your films, do you assemble like a super long cut and then cut it down or do you build it up? Or does it vary? Sometimes you do it one way, sometimes you do it another. Yeah, I tend to build scenes and then um, and they don't necessarily have I mean, like they'll be in the timeline in order, more or less. But I'll um, and then I'll build another scene and drop it in there and um, until my timeline is complete. And then usually there is that shock moment where it's like, oh, my God, two hours and 30 minutes. There's no one going to watch this that long. And then you have to figure out what you're going to trim and cut and tighten and all that. And then, good Lord, then you you send it out for the um, scoring to be done. And then you need to figure out if it still fits and does it need to be tightened even more. And then you do final color. And, yeah, it's a process, man. And do you keep the super cuts? Because I think that's what I'm going to do with mine is make a super duper long cut and then maybe cut it down. But who knows? It could change. Yeah. But I'm always going to keep that super long version, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the cool thing with uh, all the editing apps is that, you know, like you get that super long cut and then you save that and you then duplicate that um, file or timeline. And then um, and then you chop it all to hell. And then, you know, that that, too, is a yeah. saving grace when it's like, wow, I don't understand why he throws ba- boomerangs. Oh, well, shit. That's because, oh, yeah, I, I shouldn't have edited that out. So, <laughs> so you go and drop that back in and figure out where you can uh, kill five more minutes somewhere along the way. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to leave the boomerang thing in mine, I think. I'm going to have boomerangs. I so would, I'm, man. Uh, I would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's fun. Yeah. So. The only time my boomerang ever came back to me as a child was because um, I'd throw it and it would do like 180 degrees and go straight up and straight back down. And that, like most of them would break after five of those. And then uh, there was one where a buddy of mine, I threw it really hard. And evidently whatever I did was right. And uh, my buddy said, hey, man, that's looking pretty good. So I'm looking at him and all of a sudden he's like, doc, and damn, if it didn't come back, it almost hit me. So, Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what the difference was because I could not uh, do that again. So, yeah. Wow. Yep. So, but, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to spend a little bit of time actually trying to get some guests for your uh, waxing cinematic. Dude, that would be uh, greatly right. appreciated. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And I'm looking forward to you at least being in the same time zone uh, as, you know, even though you're 12 hours north. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Not just round the corner. Yeah, man. <laughs> but no, definitely. Um, and I'll drop you an email later on. Okay. With uh, with where I where I shall be. Yeah, and good luck uh, catching up with Kevin Smith and and uh, you know going by the uh, the comic book store and all that. Oh, stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm going to take a camera with me and try and get them to just do something on camera. So yeah, you know that's uh, that should be fun. That's cool. But, so yeah. does Annette know that you that she's going to be a part of your um, your reality show? Um, not yet. I did sort of mention that the bit that I'm filming tomorrow. Right. I did mention that she can watch that part back, and if she wants to participate in that sort of thing, then I'll <laughs> film her doing it as well. Right. It's just sort of these talking head type things that I want at the beginning. Right. So I've got me, one other person, and then I might include Annette in it as well if she's comfortable on camera. So right. Right. We shall see. You like just your, your own version of Long Way Round, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, the San Diego part definitely will be. Um, I think the scope to do an entire feature-length thing just on that event alone, and who knows, that might happen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because I set out with one plan, and then it just constantly changes, and then it's going to be totally different by the time it does come up. So. <laughs> but that's half the fun. Yeah, so it is. Uh, I'm looking it's my money to... that's being spent, so <laughs> you know, nobody's going to get on my case. Right. <laughs> So that'll be fun. Yep. Well, then, then uh, instead of just being a guest host, you'll be the guest filmmaker on Waxing Cinematic, and you know, talk I up know. your your documentary. And I've already got plans for a next thing as well. So yeah. it's just uh, I'm just playing it being filmmaker, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? It might turn into something. How did you first get started? Well, I don't know. I just got a video camera from Indiegogo and film stuff. Right. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fun. Yep. And then the Oscars will snub you because you're English. They will. Yeah. I'll just pretend I'm Scottish. Well, I am Scottish, so I can get away with it that go, way. man. Uh, I'll just use my Scottish ethnicity <laughs> to, uh, to get in there. Play that card. <laughs> I will. Uh, but you enjoy the rest of your day, John. Hey, you do the same. And, and happy trails, man. And I'll uh, look forward to the email and then all your tweets as you uh, tour the Big Apple. Fantastic. Definitely. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, take care. All right. And, uh, bye-bye. All right, bye. into this world all alone God takes your soul you're on your own the crow flies straight a perfect line
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 